Well, the mainstream media's focus on the liberalisation of drug laws continues. Many of them have never quite got over the shock that a majority of New Zealanders voted no to legalising cannabis in the 2020 referendum. But that hasn't stopped their campaigning. In the space of a fortnight near the end of last year, there was Radio New Zealand's documentary by Guy on Espiner called Wasted, which was also shown on TVNZ. And then it was Patrick Gower on News Hub. And sadly, rather than a balanced and robust debate, what we saw in both documentaries were, in my view, weak arguments, misleading statements, and flawed conclusions. And this is the war. The war for drugs. But these things always come in threes. And it was Today FM and reporter Wilhelmina Shrimpton who joined the drug campaign just before Christmas. Let's check it out. So in the trilogy of media campaigns disguised as documentaries to liberalise drug laws, Today FM, one of the newer talkback radio stations on the dial, did a documentary, High and Die, The Fentanyl Problem. And now fentanyl is a synthetic opioid that's up to 50 times stronger than heroin and 100 times stronger than morphine. And there's two types of fentanyl, pharmaceutical fentanyl and illicitly manufactured fentanyl. So kind of the good and the bad, uh, or beneficial and not beneficial. And both are considered synthetic opioids. And it's a major contributor to fatal and non-fatal overdoses in the US. And based on this event, the documentary is about a dozen people who were hospitalised over one weekend due to suspected fentanyl overdoses after consuming white powder sold as cocaine and methamphetamine. It was a very scary event, but the implication is they didn't want fentanyl, they just wanted cocaine or meth. And maybe if we legalised cannabis and even other drugs and made it a health issue, all these nasty things would happen, wouldn't happen. To drug users. It would be just like um, drinking coffee. Well, if you believe that, I have a bridge to sell you. But remember that argument that drug users don't want the fentanyl. They just want the coke and the meth. Because we have some important uh, recent information on that, which I'll share at the end. Now, this is a slightly longer McBlog, but it's important that we analyse what the media is saying. The intention is good to raise the profile of the danger of fentanyl. It's their conclusion that should be a concern. Now, let's have a look at a couple of clips from the documentary. Both the earlier two documentaries had rushed to the Drug Foundation within 60 seconds or so of starting their narrative. And interestingly, not once in any of these long documentaries did they come to our side of the debate. Not once. What are they so scared of? A reasoned debate? Well, you probably know the answer to that question. But the Drug Foundation also oversee Know Your Stuff. It's a group that does so-called drug testing to check whether the illegal drug you're taking is actually an illegal drug so that you can then take the illegal drug. Go figure. Uh, now, let me just show you this first clip and check how long from the start of this documentary they got to a, a proponent of soft drug laws, the representative from the Drug Foundations Group. Whether we like it or not, drugs are everywhere. People who use drugs are just like everybody else. It's a broad cross-section of society. Rich people, poor people, everybody. 
Yeah, there we go. Did you count? Seven seconds. No mucking around on this documentary. The narrative is drugs are normal. Get over it. Now, in this uh, documentary, ironically, one of the police quoted actually uses our phrase when he refers to drug use as being like Russian roulette. Playing Russian roulette any time you're taking these products. Yep, exactly. And, and in fact, there was actually an admission from an expert that the illicit drug supply is getting more dangerous. Maybe that's a wake-up call drug users need to change their choices. Have a listen. This game of drug roulette. Because more often than not, one pill isn't like the other. So the same batch of counterfeit pills might have a pill that has a fairly mild effect, but then the next pill could have a lethal dose of fentanyl. So if two friends say get counterfeit pills from the same batch, one might be fine and one might experience an overdose event. They slow down breathing, so a person would slump over, pass out, become non-responsive, their lips might turn blue, but the respiratory rate is the, is the key factor that causes the danger to overdose death. Is it more dangerous than ever, do you think, in this day and age to use drugs, given that most people really don't know what's in them? Exactly, yes. I think it's absolutely true that the current illicit drug supply is far more dangerous than we've ever seen. Oh, okay. Well, that's a great admission, isn't it? And you'd think that would be the key theme. Say no to drugs. It's just too dangerous. But they go on to talk about naloxone, and it's referred to in the documentary, it's a reversal medicine, which can reverse the harm of fentanyl. So this is seen as a solution. But have a listen to one of the testimonies, and note how the drug use started, cannabis, and note that the drug use is because of underlying problems, emotional, relational. The person needs counselling and support, not affirmation of harmful drug use. 25-year-old Blake is a testament to just how vital naloxone is. So how many times would you say you've, you've had to use or have had received naloxone? Twice. Yeah, twice in my life. So two potentially life-saving moments. Yes. Blake was smoking weed at 17 and using psychedelics not long after. By 21, he was hooked on home-baked heroin and opioids and was given addiction treatment medication, Suboxone. At that point, never wanted to give it up. I, I couldn't go to, say, the supermarket um, without using beforehand. And when I was, it just, it, it took away all the fear, the social anxiety wasn't there. There was, I felt like I was on top of the world. Until one day, he wasn't. I had just gone through a relationship breakup and I was in that moment where I couldn't see a way forward in life and I decided that overdosing myself would be a great way to end everything um, and as soon as I had shot up what I had the instant regret Everything I knew about what opiate overdose looked like um, came flooding in and I was lucky enough that when I had gone on Suboxone, uh, AOTS had 
would not give me my Suboxone until I took Naloxone with me in an emergency ampules, syringe and needles to go with it. It's very sad, isn't it, to see drug use and a reversal drug for a life-threatening overdose as a solution to the hurt which you can hear being shared in that clip. And then, of course, finally, the real reason for this documentary, the push for liberalising drug use. Fentanyl is a problem. It's not methyl cocaine or heroin, apparently. It's not addiction. That's not the problem. No, it's just that nasty fentanyl, apparently. And prohibition is the problem, apparently. Long term, legalisation and regulation, it seems to me to be a safer option. Absolutely. We should have done it 10 years ago when the Law Commission actually recommended that we get rid of the Misuse of Drugs Act and replace it with an act administered by the Ministry of Health. Um, we didn't do that. And in that 10 years, what we have seen is the substitution issue grow and grow and grow. And now we've got fentanyl arriving in the country. And so it's, it's become a life and death situation. And this whole situation exists because of prohibition. It's chemists trying to get around prohibited drugs by making drugs that aren't prohibited. And then those get prohibited, so they make stronger ones. And this is entirely because drugs are illegal. If drugs were not illegal and if they were regulated properly, a great deal of the harm that we attribute to drugs, which is actually caused by drug prohibition, would just disappear. Yeah, so apparently people just want harder drugs because they're illegal. Well, that's what the Drug Foundation thinks. It's the same tired arguments that fortunately the majority of the country didn't buy when they said no in the recent cannabis referendum. Let's have a look at an example of what drug proponents want and what happens when those uh, policies are implemented from overseas examples. And firstly, the state of Oregon in the US. It was a measure. It was passed with 58% of the vote in 2020. It decriminalized possession of personal use amounts of hard drugs, including heroin, meth and fentanyl, fentanyl, and redirected a significant portion of the state's marijuana tax revenue which had previously gone to schools, police and local governments, to fund grants for addiction services. But critics have accused the law of fueling addiction and crime in parts of the state. And Oregon's addiction rate is still amongst the highest in the country. Uh, and this is Portland Police Association per, uh, President Aaron Schmortz. Have a listen to what he says. The real challenge with 110 is you needed uh, treatment facilities to be in place, you needed the people and the, you know, the infrastructure in place, but the, the measure also required people who were cited to, to then do the work. They had to call and, and seek out that help and we just, we're not seeing that that is something that's happening. There's no way to make sure that those people are seeking treatment. Um, and so almost immediately you saw a spike. Um, and we've ever seen, ever since that time, we've seen, you know, rises in overdose. I mean, we're having a huge epidemic of fentanyl and other drugs in our community. Um, and we're just not seeing a lot of options for people to get help. The reality is, is that people need help, right? I mean, addiction is a medical issue. Um, but the kind of outgrowth of it are many of the societal ills that we're seeing. You know, homelessness going through the roof, uh, mental illness, huge issues with it. And addiction can lead to a lot of different mental health issues um, and a lot of low level crime and then even you know homicides and other things. They're all offshoots from a lot of these issues that we're seeing. And so um, we weren't surprised. It's just really tragic because I mean, it's it was an expected outcome of 
allowing for hard drugs to just be a basic lower than a traffic ticket. Yep, and of course that's the same experience in New Zealand where very few who are caught want to take up getting treatment. They don't want the treatment. Listen to what families in Oregon are now saying. I think ballot measure 110 was a catastrophic mistake. We must repeal the portions of, of ballot measure 110 that decriminalize hard drugs. When voters said we want this to happen, it has to happen. It has caused nothing but lawlessness. It's a disaster. I mean, it needs to be repealed. It needs to go away. Oh, it's worked out great for the drug dealers and the drug users. We were very misled by the measure. I don't think people knew exactly what we were getting into. Homelessness, crime, uh, those problems existed before ballot measure 110. Uh, and they were increasing before ballot measure 110. Yeah, not the greatest report card, is it? And of course, there's the experience of Portugal that drug proponents always rush to. They say, what about Portugal? But what you don't hear is that from 2019, deaths from overdose in Portugal increased by almost 30% and reached their highest figure in the last five years, and that hospitalizations for psychotic breakdown or schizophrenia in patients with registered cannabis use has increased almost 30-fold over the course of 15 years in Portugal. Look, I'm happy to debate Portugal, but read this independent report before you listen to drug advocates about how good Portugal is. You can get that on our website. But have a listen to these comments from a Californian teenager who used fentanyl and now tells his mates, can you believe it? Don't do drugs. Shock horror. Have a listen. It took a minute for me to process everything. I kind of sat back and realized the significance of almost losing my life. After his brush with death, this 20-year-old college student in Southern California has a dire warning. Everyone thinks that, oh, it's not going to happen to me. How could it be me? But, you know, it's, it's when you start becoming careless like that, that it can be you that college students are going to come across these drugs. It's just becoming more and more integrated into drugs across the country. But for Charlie, his near-death experience has him swearing up drugs entirely. What have your conversations been like with your loved ones and friends? Yeah, I mean, I've just been telling my friends, you know, don't do any drugs. Oh, there's a, there's a new concept, don't do drugs. And that's what people should be being told. And in fact, there are groups who are saying it. Uh, but it's not the message that the media will give you, and it's not the one that this documentary from Today FM is giving you. Uh, for example, have a look, watch of this. It's from a US group called Natural High, and this is what you call a proper public service message. Here's a little excerpt. The FDA has reported over 42% of pills tested for fentanyl contain a potentially lethal dose. So maybe it's not the first pill someone takes, but one shortly after. Over the past few years, there has been enough fentanyl seized to kill every person in the United States. Fentanyl is being found everywhere in almost every drug, but you won't know it's there until it's too late. Your decision to not try a drug is one of the most important decisions that you can make. Over time, pop culture seems to glorify drugs more and more. Drugs have been promoted as solutions to mental health struggles like depression and anxiety. Trying drugs has been normalized as something that is just part of going through life. In reality, it is something that will take your life from you. 
With fentanyl's increasing prevalence in nearly all drugs today, promoting drug use is one of the most dangerous messages an influential person can communicate, especially to young people. Exactly. The glamorous lifestyle associated with drug use is a facade. Many famous people suffer brutal addictions behind the scenes, and fentanyl is exposing that truth. More and more great artists, athletes, and talents are falling to fentanyl. With them are many others who fell for the lie that using illicit drugs can solve any pain or problem in your life. It is a lie you must be smart enough to see through. Fentanyl is a death trap that very few escape once they enter into it. Do not be deceived. Yeah, there's a public service statement that you might not hear in New Zealand. Look, here's the key bit. Since the Today FM documentary was made, more information has come to light. Back in December, according to Today FM, the Wellington Free Ambulance Medical Director said, quote, I think this recent example in the wider wrapper is the sort of scenario we're all fearing. In this case, this was about an ounce of what the person believed was cocaine imported into New Zealand on the dark web and then sold unwittingly to users, end quote. But then, just two weeks ago, the New Zealand Herald published this. Masterton Overdoses Police Investigation finds some users knew the drug was fentanyl. Some of the 12 people who overdosed in Masterton on fentanyl within 48 hours last year were aware it was the drug they had taken, despite police earlier saying it was sold as either cocaine or methamphetamine. Remember the narrative that we said that they were pushing, that drug users don't want fentanyl, they just want the coke and the meth, and if we liberalise drug laws, maybe they'll even just smoke a few joints instead. It's a false narrative. Why? Because of the power of addiction and the craving for a higher high. But as the title of this documentary ironically says, high and die. So there's three documentaries, three one-sided arguments, three false narratives, three failed genuine debates where they never had the backbone to come and ask for our view. But expect more of this narrative as we head towards the election in October. It's not about a war on cigarettes or on drugs. We don't need an army, machine guns, informants, patrols. Just like cigarettes, we need a stay drug free message. It's about enforcing drug laws to protect families, protect communities, protect health. We should continue fighting drugs and the devastation it use, its use causes on both the users, their families and society in general. Sadly, Patrick Gower, Guyon Espiner and now Wilhelmina Shrimpton have all failed to debate this important social issue fairly. They've merely pushed their own narrative. I think we deserve much more respect in these debates.